Boom! We back! What's up, Jacob? Jacob. Jacob, a.k.a. Jackie, a.k.a. Chen, a.k.a. <laughs> Jake. You can't be started with that. What's up? You good, man? Yeah, we haven't done one of these in so long. It's been like three, three weeks. Three, four weeks. Yeah, but we've still been releasing episodes. How did that happen? <sighs> Magic. Pre-record. <laughs> <laughs> Outfit changes. <laughs> three episodes in a day. Uh, but we're back. It's been ages. I've been gone. Um... Working on a secret project. I can't wait to podcast that one. It's going to be Working good. on a movie, baby. A groovy movie with some incredible people, but can't really talk too much about it. But it was no. very, 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 very good. In a year's time, we can. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe longer. I wonder how long it takes to make a film. I, I, I reckon the average is probably like two and a half years. I believe they finish filming in like the next two months. Oh, really? Yeah. But then it's just all the post-production yeah, shit. But like, how long does that take? Long. So I, I know editors. Whoa. <laughs> right, so, Whoa. I do, he might be editing you. That'd be so funny. Uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> do you want to start that again? Whoa. <laughs> NDA.com. Shit, Jacob. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Trying to joke. get me cancelled, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't worry, just the watching this. We, we did that for sure. But yeah, I know when it is, and it is a long process. Just, I. I was watching um, on Vanity Fair, I think I told you the other day, but mm. they do like a breakdown of like different uh, creatives or they have videos of different creatives doing breakdown on how films are made. And right. I was watching the CGI guy on Who Made Spider-Man. Right. And like, he's like, oh, this is how we filmed it in New York. Bitch, it's none of it's in New York. <laughs> it's all in Atlanta. That's and bad, like, they it? blue screen everything. Which are they like on the actual street? No, they've got like a set and they created a street and put like seven cars on it. That's mad. And then blue screen all the way around and everything else is like CGI blue screen. Yeah, crazy. But it looks like identical to New York. New York. I wonder how that like, how do you actually make shit look that real? I don't know, learn. (laughs) (laughs) Go and figure it out. You can rip off. Go and figure it out. You're clever. Oh, mate. That's... Um, you're, you're the camera ninja. No, I'm, you, you I'm bla- an ape who headbutts the keyboard you, repeatedly until shit works. You blag everything till you're half decent at it. <laughs> True. Like, you got this. Thanks. So, yeah, we're back. But what else has been popping in the world since we've done this episode? Wilkes Academy had the end of your show. Nice. In was this it good? time. Yeah, it was very, very good. I cried twice. Did you hear? Yeah. Uh, I, I cried in Ricky Jinx's number, um, I See Stars. They were all amazing, but Elle came out and like basically she's like the main person in it. Right. And I don't know, I just had this thing of like, oh my God, I'm not going to teach her anymore. Oh, like, she done? Yeah, like she graduates this year. And I had this thing of like... Wait, we're getting on the podcast then. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't know, it was like a proud moment because yeah, like yeah. she was phenomenal, but like also made me like really sad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, like I'm not going to see her every week. Yeah, yeah. So I was pretty gutted. And then I cried in the finale... Uh, Kai Scanlon comes out and started singing. Did he? Yeah. Did he sing? Yeah, he was singing. He started singing and then Elle sang and I was a fucking hot mess. Oh. I was like, get wait, you t- actually got emotions? Yeah. I was like, get it together, Ginge. I like the fact that you still had to say get it together. I was like, like sort your life out. But you don't, <laughs> I think you don't realise how like, um, how invested you are. Yeah, until... Until like moments those like moments come. Because like when you see them dance all the time, you're like, yeah, they're good. But I was so emotionally invested. Mm. That like when I saw them like on stage thinking, oh my God, I'm probably not going to teach them again. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. T- they'll come back to the program. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, it's just that <gasps> moment. Yeah. But everyone was dope. 
the first years did very very well they did my my showpiece my mm. first ever showpiece was very it, proud uh what song was it black eyed peas let's get it started ha that one dance not singer yeah all right dick but um <laughs> no i really enjoyed it it was a great show like they're so talented and my other favorite thing about going to watch this show is that i get to see them do things that's not yours that's not mine yeah, yeah, yeah. so like say like they're uh five out of ten in my class i get to see them be their nine out of ten in something yeah, else yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean and i'm like mind blown by actually mind blown how versatile they are mm. well i guess that's the training isn't it yeah for sure and like how Cause Wilkes is quite and how versatile i am <laughs> like <laughs> when they like they did i a, can do a really good bart simpson and that's yeah they did like um they did newsies and like they're doing tap dance like tricks singing mm. like dude it was phenomenal and i just had such goosebumps i was like i'm rubbish <laughs> <laughs> i can do nothing yeah you're, you're a master of what you do you're not a jack of all trades are you most definitely not um a mass i wouldn't go say master but i'll take it thank you for the nice compliment well, you're pretty you're pretty good at what you do slightly above average <laughs> um but yeah it's dope Really, really good. What else has been pop, pop, popping? Um, I taught then on Friday, this Friday, nice. for the first time in a month. Stamina. So, well, it's just weird how I've gone from teaching like every damn day for the past three years to like not, not for a month. Mm. And for the first hour, my ability to communicate was shocking. Right. Like I'm sure it was still good on the scheme of like dance teachers. Yeah. yeah. Like, sure, I'm probably still in the top percentage. But like, I don't know, I was really struggling to find like my way of communicating what, what I wanted thinking. to say yeah, and yeah, what yeah. I was thinking, where I haven't had to think like that in such a long time. I've just been like the guinea pig on set, being a dancer, like mm. just being told what to do. So then having to be like, look around the room and see 40 people and have to communicate one thing in 40 different ways. Mm. I was like, Ugh. you're going back into leadership role. Yeah. But yeah. I did do my disclaimer before every class. I was like, yo, I haven't taught in a while. This could be a hot mess. <laughs> like, so please bear with me. But no, that was nice. Really nice to be back. But after, just after like the warm up, the first 15 minutes of class, I was dead. And I had to teach five more classes. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure you pulled through there. How have you been? You filmed a choir last night. I filmed a choir last night. That's, choir that's not my usual thing yeah. to film. How was that? Uh, it was nice, actually. It was like interesting getting like dirty different shots. But um, yeah, I've been busy with videography. I've been filmed a couple of shows last week. I filmed a few classes. Yeah, just been everywhere with it lately. You filmed a podcast yesterday, I which I, we're not going to announce what it is, but it's pretty damn cool. But yeah, it's pretty damn stay cool. tuned. It's coming. I wonder if we can. I'd like to plug it so then people know it's coming. But well, let's ask before we start plugging. Eh? True. But yeah, yeah. So that would be that, that was, was London yesterday, wasn't it? It was a lovely day. It was a lovely day with um two other wonderful people. Yeah. But it's not this podcast; it's somebody else's podcast. But it's going to be a good one. So you go check it out. We're all the podcasts, all the podcasts. But yeah, um, what are we talking about today? Oh, I thought you had that planned. Yeah, I've got some <laughs> questions. Oh, I think, you know, I do have yeah. a question for you. Okay. If you were able to dance, like a click of your fingers, could dance like any other dancer that isn't in your usual category of movement, like the John Grahams of, Ooh. who would you like to be able to dance like and why? And there could be multiple people. Like a fusion. Can I use like four? Yeah. Like a fusion of them. Like if I could fuse like a bunch of different yeah, people yeah, together. Go. Okay. I would use, mm, I'd be Will West. Who's that? I haven't heard that name. Uh, Will West. He's just been on this job with me and 
he is a very talented all-round dancer. Like he can do like everything, but I don't know. He just has this superhuman ability when he dances. Like I was watching him on the job we're doing and I was like, I hope you're going into acting. Right. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, cause you will be an Avenger. Uh, like, like he's just so athletic. Like and... so athletic. He can break his tricks are dope. Like he's dancing. I don't know if I'm, how much I'm allowed to say. He's dancing on something and he jumps across the thing, jumps off it, lands on a step and then flips off the step. What a gangster. Just so he's like, like a free runner as well, almost like. Yeah. But like, and he's a dope dancer. So he's just an alien dude. Like, so <laughs> he's like an alien. So Will West, he'd be my one. Okay. What sort of like, his what's act- his dance movement like? Is he more- I, I, I wouldn't say there's like a, he does this because he can do everything. Right. But like his tricking and his breaking and his athleticism is just right crazy but he's not like he's not like uk people champs yeah yeah but like it's how he fuses stuff together and like he's just dope um i would say josh denya yeah i can see that i'd love to be like to be that technical god yeah and make movement look that incredible like he's ridiculous uh kai scanlon okay for the tap yeah for his tap let's go kai because to me like he's like the dopest tapper Mm -hmm. um and his ability like, to just like, he doesn't just stand there and move his feet. Like he can actually dance and tap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not There's like just standing there. It. It's not just making sounds with his feet. He can make his body tell the story too. Yeah. How many is that? Three. <laughs> uh, One. And it's not two. allowed to be in my my field that I would normally no. choose. Who else would you I choose? You can maybe choose like a dope oh, house okay. dancer. I like, would choose uh, Brooke. Okay, popping. popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brooks popping, like, ooh, or Harry Popper. Ooh. I don't know Harry Popper. Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I feel like I'll go Have Brooke. Have you taken Brooks class before? No, never. I'll go Brooke because I said him first, but I, they're both incredible. Well, let's go Brooke. Um, so, yeah, Brooke for his popping. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I obviously can't pop to save my life. I look like I'm having baby, like panic attacks. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard. My I left like shoulder good... like, has like, it looks like my left shoulder's got Tourette's whilst I'm dancing. Whilst you're dancing. Um, I tried to really like get good at popping for like six months. And I was just like, yeah. In lockdown, dude, I was doing locking, cla- uh, locking, I was, I was, I was, I was lock- doing locking classes as well. I was doing popping classes online with Poppin' Pete, Pop like Pete. on CLI studios. And I was like, I'm going to get really good at this. Mm. No, no, no better. What I find hard is the leg pop. Yeah, me too. Like, because I don't want to pop backwards. Mm. Like, I want to pop no. forward. Yeah, I want to pop backwards. What, so you'd actually rather go, like, the inverted? Yeah, the real way to do it. I know, but, like, as like, to my PT head goes, no. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. But So there's a guy called Fred. Right. Um, he's from Old Men Grooving. He's, like, a UK legend. So on this job, I was talking to him about popping, and I should have picked his brain, man. I did say to him, I was like, well, I'd love to have, like, a little popping sesh with you. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then you never really job is. life kicks in, and you just can't be bothered. Just end up playing hacky sack or frisbee the whole time. Um, and he, I said to him, I was like, I want to pop back, but it scares me. I was like, I always worry about injuring my legs. And he's like, if you do it properly, you won't. Right. He's like, it's about your hip. So I'm intrigued to know more. Ah, yeah. Just get it on. But I bet everyone has their own different technique. I'll like to do it. Because Poppin' Pete just fully slams his leg back. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, you just can do That's arthritis it. in yeah. a few years. But it's like a, a Muay Thai person kicking with his shin. Yeah, like, yeah. you just condition it, I'm sure. Um, that's four. I need one more. What, I can go four? No, I'll go do five. one more. Okay. Doesn't dance like me. It's got to be some sort of, like, jazz funk, hasn't it? Because I'm... 
it doesn't have to be. I mean, it could be another person of like a, another popper. Okay, like no, it would be blue style. No, it would be Denzel Chisholm. Denzel, I the name. De, either Denzel Chisholm or CJ Salvador. They okay. a, a fusion of either or. Yeah, yeah. just because they they both do like choreo, but like different. They move very differently to me, and they both move. CJ's got a bit more of like a just a loose, Latino. Yeah, no, not Latino. That's um. What am I looking for? I don't know. Like, Salsary-esque. Mm, maybe just one routine. But I feel what you're saying. Like, the way he uses his torso. I'm yeah, like... yeah. They're just both incredible dancers, and I can't move like them. So, yeah, them. Nice. What about you? I haven't thought about this. I, do you know what? Some... <laughs> <laughs> That's the question, but I haven't thought about um, One dance that comes to mind is Jay Blaze. And something that I've noticed about the way I dance is I use my legs to level change. I never use my spine to level change. Like... And what I mean by like, like, I would never like, like this is normally very upright. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I use my, my legs to go up and down. Yeah, when someone like Jay Blaze or Antoine Trooper, for example, they use their like upper body a lot to like move and make, create movement up and down. Yeah. I Does that make what sense? Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that like, duck under sort yeah. of thing where I just would never think to move that way. Yeah. So like their use of their torso is very different to me. So like Antoine Troop, like Jay Blaze, someone like... I'd love to be as technical as like Josh Daniel, Luke McFarlane, like that sort of thing. Or um, Blake McGrath. McGrath. Good. Well done. How like, do you know about Blake McGrath? Because I've watched a lot of his concept videos and nice. stuff. Um, so someone like that, like the way he moves is so... He's incredible. He's dancer. incredible. And he's wham. Yeah. And he's like, he it's looks like... Wham. Physically like strong and, yeah. you know, he's got a good physique on him. And to be able to move like that is such mm. a have both it must be hard I agree so yeah someone like Beck McGrath um, or McGrath or McGrath McGrath I don't know McGrath we'll go, we'll go with yeah. both uh, someone who's like like a really loose house dancer uh, like Frankie J yeah Frankie's incredible I didn't go with like Frankie J or like Michael Naylor because like there's something so loose about him yeah but I feel like because this house like I'm okay at house. Mm. So like, do you know what I mean? I tried to the way they execute house, Yeah, right? I tried using people who can do stuff that I have no ability of doing. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. otherwise, I'd be like Michael Naylor all day. Like, <laughs> okay. like... But like, Michael, I'm sure Michael can move in ways like, he's got, from memory, contemporary yeah, background. Dude, he, yeah, he's phenomenal. But the, the others are further away from me than what Michael is. Right. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I tried yeah, choosing yeah. ones like way outside of my spectrum of dance okay so one more um i can't think of that one i think rubbish um but they're good choices yeah. i i got really fast and jumped to the gun and my other one would be wade robson who's that <gasps> who is wade robson the guy who released the documentary on michael jackson touching him oh uh, okay mm -hmm. incredible dancer is it a dance oh my god We'll we'll fan we'll go down a rabbit hole after this. Okay, yeah. So don't mind good questions, bro. Nice. I like that. It was a good question. We're speaking of questions because it makes you think like, oh, how do I become that? Like, so many times I watch like an Antoine Drew video, and I'm like, how does he move like that? And it makes me think about movement differently. Take his class. Yeah, he does online. Does he? Yeah, I think his troop program, like he does troop training. Does his he? Program. Oh, I might look mm. into that. Yeah, I feel like he's like the American me. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, he's not. But like, we're both like kind of trying training to do podcasts, programs, got training podcasts. programs. Yeah, yeah. 
I look up to him a lot. He's a Love, super dope guy. Yeah. Um, so we got some questions. Okay. From the Grammage Q and A. Start, I'm just gonna quickly check the IG live. It's not in a weird frame. Why? Don't worry about it. It's just Instagram. It's just life. That's okay. Um, so we've got some questions. Uh, we have eight. Let's eight. see if we get through them. Yeah. How, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me try and guess one of them. Okay. Um, how do you deal with losses or no's? No. Okay. How? No, you said let me guess one. Okay, go again. I haven't got one right yet. No. <laughs> uh, how? What do you do to make yourself stand out? No. Really? Mm -mm. Okay, go on. Enlighten me. What we got? What we got, coach? Oh yeah, kind of. That was kind of one. <laughs> we'll go straight with that one then. Okay. <coughs> COVID. Um. So, <laughs> just got shadow banned. Um. So, I can't say this person's name. Relak, Wong. I apologize. Yeah, this person. Uh, what the industry look out for in an audition and how to be successful in an audition? Okay, so... Check out episode, how to make yourself stand out. <laughs> yeah, check out episode... <laughs> Whatever it is. 120 or something like that. Um, how to stand out in an audition. Uh, what the industry look out for in an audition, how to be successful. Be successful, I guess, do everything and more that is what required of you in the audition. Um, I think the answer is always it depends. It depends on what you're auditioning for. Um, but let's just say as a standard audition, uh, be on time, look presentable, look, be professional, pick up the choreo to the best of your ability and execute it to a high standard, have a good freestyle, make sure you can perform it to a high standard. Those are the simplest breakdowns of how to stand out, I guess, in an audition. Yeah, I mean, we, without going into too much detail, we have done a whole episode on this. So yeah, for sure, check that one out. But um, what people look for, again, it depends on the job or what the audition is for. They might be casting you for a specific role, so you might have to have specific traits or attributes to fit those roles. I would say always just try and research on what it is you're auditioning for, so you're going in with the best understanding of what you need to be or what you need to bring. Like I have two auditions this week. So I've been doing research on the choreographer who's holding the auditions to see what they look for in dancers and see what, what's the common dancer that they like to hire and how do I fit that brief or mm. how do I fit his taste buds, if that makes sense. Getting a chameleon skin on. Yeah. So good question, but there is a whole episode on it. So go and check it out. Um, next episode, Matt Paul episode question, Matt Paul Roberts. What's up, son? Wills Academy student. I've only trained in hip hop slash commercial for two years. What are some key tips to improve in? Very good question, because I would say the obvious thing would just be to keep taking class, keep doing it. But if you keep doing it and just showing up, you will improve, but depending on how you show up and your, your intention and your intention yeah. in the class will determine on how quickly you improve. Mm. Um, so I would say, first of all, like assess how you take class and assess the things that you struggle with and assess the things that you find easy 
or you don't struggle with as much in the class. Figure out where you're at. Where are you standing in the room? Like if you really want to improve, if I were you, I'd be off the teacher's shoulder the whole class. So you can literally not skip a beat of information. You can constantly scan up and down without having to look through 15 people or in your case, 40 people when you've got a big class. Like I would put yourself in the best position in the room to start with before it even happens. Before you even get into the room, how one mindset are you entering the room in? Like enter in a headspace of like, you're willing to fail mm. because that's Freedom gonna to help fail. you learn. Like, don't be like so stressed out of in like, oh, I have to get it perfect. Like, yeah, of course that's the goal, but be open to not getting it, but to try and get, but to try and do what is being required. Um, I think John said this in class before, but like when you're in class, maybe don't try and just learn the combo that you're being taught and dance it how you want to dance it. Try and dance it exactly how it's being asked of you or what the intention is, because then you're going to improve on that way of dancing something as opposed to just doing it how Matt does it. Mm. Um, and obviously that depends on the class, because sometimes like for me in my lessons, I don't want you to try and do it exactly how I do it. I give you free reign to try and explore and figure out new ways of you moving or just because I'm trying to build your confidence on your willingness to try and execute it and be fearless as opposed to try and be a clone of me because I'm trying to remove restrictions and let you try and be more of a creative whilst dancing it yourself. Would that um, be like match the intention of the class? Like yeah. try and match the intention of what the class is giving. Exactly. So depending on what intention you're be is being required, what intention is being required in the class, match it. So say you're in a Josh Warmby class and he wants you to all be super clean like you're doing a music video. Like, yeah, that make sure you're fulfilling that to its fullest potential. And then if you're not fulfilling it or you feel like there's a moment there you're struggling, it's down to you to figure out why that is. What is it that you're struggling with and why are you struggling with it? And then how can you put more effort or emphasis on that one thing that you struggle with? You know what I mean? Bars. Like, that's what I do. I try and figure out my weakness in that lesson. And then maybe the next class I take that one, I really focus on that thing that I struggled with. So I improve in that area. So I build that attribute. So if the attribute is like, I actually really struggled using textures, like in Ricky Jinx's class, I'm going to work on figuring out those textures in his class. You know what I mean? So I just become your own teacher as well as relying on the teacher to teach you. Did you have any? <laughs> I think you covered no. everything there. Okay. Add more. <laughs> um, this isn't a question. Oh, well, I guess it is. Uh, Poppy Dancer, whoever that is. Hi, Poppy. She says, you're such an inspirational person. What do you like the most about commercial street hip hop? <laughs> commercial street and hip hop. Um, they're all different things. But what I like most is that it allows me this sounds really corny but when it's a genre of movement i like or feels good to me or music i like it allows me to feel free it allows me to feel present and i stop thinking about everything before and after that moment i'm kind of so much enjoying what that feels like to dance or what that feels like on my body that nothing else kind of really matters yeah 
I mean, it's, I'm, well, I don't know that's about me, but whatever. I'm so musically driven. So if it's like, like I'm so drawn to hip hop, I was drawn to hip hop listening to it long before I became a dancer. Mm. So it's like, makes yeah. you more enjoyable to dance, isn't it? Yeah. But again, I don't always enjoy stuff within those genres. Because if I don't like the movement and I don't like the song, I don't really want to be there. But, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Alicia Lucy Whitlock, um, who's done the training program, she says, how do you stay motivated? I'm going to let you answer this one. Um, you go first, because I feel like we both have very different things that motivate us, although we're both very motivated people. I, I would say motivation is a temporary experience and you can't rely on motivation you've got to rely on discipline um so that's why i let you answer this and you'd have something good like that do you know what i mean it's like 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 i only feel motivated 10 percent of the time but i'm disciplined for 90 you know so it's like i said 90 you know it's totally arbitrary number but it's 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 setting up habits and routines that you can constantly adhere to which are achievable which creates momentum and once you have momentum it's a lot easier to stay disciplined there's a quote it says, uh, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Mm. And it's because... Why? Because they, they'll get it done. There's a reason why people have nothing to do. Because they're not doing anything. Which then creates nothing to do. Uh. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, for example, we do the podcast, which means I've then got to edit, which then I've got to make reels. So it's like, by doing the podcast, I then have two other stages after. So it's like, the discipline to constantly show up and do to create momentum, like momentum to me is the the key mm-hmm. to like l- career longevity and career development. Um, so how can you set up your week to allow you to be as productive or as creative or whatever process you're joining as possible? Mm. An example of what I do is I diarize stuff. So for example, between nine and 10 PM is my focused hour work so between nine and ten no matter what happens i do focused work whether that's studying something whether that's training whether that's a gym workout like whatever like nine to ten p.m is my hour and no one gets to book into that hour um so that makes it more manageable and achievable which then creates momentum further down the line mm. um so basically fuck motivation rely on discipline and how can you make that achieve that discipline achievable yeah i'm gonna counter that because that works for you, but that would never work for me. I can't be like, I'm going to block out this hour because that just doesn't work with my lifestyle. Because no, every course. day is such a different but day. But it's, it's, it's a way of, it's not about the diarising, it's about making it achievable. Yeah, of course. Uh, I stay motivated by setting myself targets. I set myself goals. Um, so once upon a time, my goal was to get into a company called Dance to Excess. How do I do that? keep training and training and training until I'm good enough to dance next to those people, audition for it. Then it was to dance on X Factor. How do I do on that? Keep taking classes with people who do that job until I get into the position that they're in and I get to do it. I always set myself goals. Um, and sometimes they're very, very high, high standard goals. They're very, very far away. Um, but I just keep working at it and using discipline to, to reach that target. But I have to be motivated first if that makes sense yeah i need the, the, the goals the motivation the goals the, the discipline yeah the, the discipline that gets me there um and mine is forever changing so you know when then at one point it was the goal was to move to la so i was motivated to make that happen um so i'm constantly chasing different goals and if you speak to me every th- oh shit. Mm-hmm. we lost the camera come back 
You're a mess today. I am a mess today. Your remote was on here. Um, your, there it is on the table. Your, I probably lost my trade of thought. Yeah, so if you speak to me like every two months, I probably have a different goal. Because I've probably achieved the goal <laughs> the I goal. wanted to achieve or I've come close to it or I've had to take a pause and focus on something new and then come back to it. Mm. I never give up on a goal. I never give up on a dream. I sometimes change direction because a new door opens on that corridor on the way to my final destination, yeah, even though yeah. there's not a final destination. But um, so like it was once to move to LA. Then when it I came back from LA, it was to be a really like busy working dancer here again. Then it was to buy a property. So I was like, okay, how do I save money to buy a property? I have to change my career path. Then it was like, like since Christmas it's been to buy a new house and buy a new car. Mm -hmm. So I've really like capitalized on like, right, I'm going to teach as much as I can. Like cash money. The other one is like our motivation and our goal is to be releasing an episode every week. I was going to bring this up. Damn it. <laughs> like it's to be to release an episode every week. So like the days where it's like, Jake, I can't be at the studio on these weeks. We're like, cool. We're going to record three, four yeah. episodes to make sure that we reach that goal. And that is, after two episodes, we're not motivated, but we're disciplined mm. to make that work. Uh, to like kind of add on to that is like, if you know that something's going to take you off your disciplinary, disciplinary route, like find a way to problem solve. Like as Ken said, like if we can't get an episode in one week, we'll film two the way the day, the week before or whatever. So it's like, regardless of what our life is doing, we can still stick. We, we found a solution to stick to what we've said we we're going to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's about not taking in information from the world and being able to find a solution to that gets you to where you need to be. And say for you in particular, Alicia, like you're in college. So for you to stay motivated to go and do ballet every morning is quite hard, right? Because you do it every day for three years. You're going to do it every day for three years. Um, try and remember what it was like to be back in school and you wish that could happen. So think about where you've come from and where you are now. So you've already achieved something. You already achieved to get into dance college, to take ballet every day so you can live your dream or whatever class you, you need to be motivated to stay motivated for. And then go, okay, what does this look like for me in four years time when I graduate? If I show up to every ballet class and give my all, or if I only go to three a week, what difference does that outcome look like? Mm. Because that's the difference of like, that's what, say <coughs> instead of doing five, say instead of doing five classes, you only did three. So mm -hmm. that's three hours of ballet instead of five a week. Let's look at that over a year. Then let's look at that over three years. Mm. That's a whole lot of training. You're 40% you down. Jake's good at percentages. Like, <laughs> like you, you've lost a lot of training. Like, so try and find ways to make you see the bigger picture. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. even on this job that I was just doing, like sometimes it would be so monotonous and it would be so boring. And I'd be like, oh, like this is so dry. And then I'd go, three months ago, I was dying to get this job and now I'm here. And then I would also go, right, what I make today on this movie set, some people work all week for. Mm -hmm. And I'm moaning about being bored. Like, so that motivates me and goes, okay, change your perspective. Like this is actually pretty fantastic. Yeah. There's different things I think that can motivate you. Uh, one more to add on to that is like I always listen. Like if, if I'm 
struggling for motivation and discipline or I listen to something that motivates me or watch something that motivates me. Like the other day I watched a motivational film, like on my like rare time off. I, uh, and that, I was like, I woke up the next day. I was like, yeah, I'm going to kick ass today. Yeah. So if you're struggling to be motivated, like to go to college, go and look at videos of Tasha Riley dance. Yeah. Like go and watch yeah. videos of Danielle Polanco. Look at people who inspire you. Like go and find videos of like Tatiana, like all these incredible dancers that you like, oh, I want to be like them. Well, you, you can be. Yeah. But you're not going to be like them if you don't give, if you don't show up. So figure out your motivation, I guess, because everyone's is going to be different. For sure, for sure. Good question. Uh, good question. Another good question from Laura Kelly, another lovely lady from the training program. She says, advice for students going into third year, what to do over the summer to prepare. So she's currently in a second year. Some holidays coming. Take the ins and outs training program. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one in the summer yet. Um, <laughs> listen to every episode. Um, do you know what? That's an actually amazing question. And for the first time ever, I really feel like I can answer this very well. <laughs> um, as a dancer, we don't get seasons. We don't get an on season and an off season when you're a working dancer. It's not like being a footballer. You don't get time to rest, recover, recuperate, go and train, go and get better at being faster and stronger. You always as a dancer have to focus on doing that and working on the skill set. So you're working on your mental ability, your physical ability to show up and perform. And you're also working on your skill set all at the same time. When you're a footballer or you're in a, a team sport where they have leagues or something, there's a lot of the time where like when you're in season, like you're just going to be focused on not being injured and practicing some skills. Like, and staying fit. When you're off season, you're gonna be working on getting faster, stronger, powerful, more explosive, learning new skills. They have seasons where they get to work on each thing. Whereas as a dancer, we somehow have to manage all of this at the same time. However, when you're at college, you haven't really got time to be like, how am I gonna get faster, fitter and stronger? Because you spend seven hours a day dancing. So that is your getting faster, fitter, stronger and learning new skills. But you're gonna have six weeks off so in this six weeks, what I would recommend is that you spend this time to let your brain maybe relax a bit from dance, switch off that dance tool if you can, if you need to, you might not need to, you might, you might not struggle to be motivated to always dance, but sometimes taking a step away from it is going to help you feel motivated to go back into it and it'll make you want it more, but still do a little bit. So you keep those attributes and those skills up. So you still keep being able to pick up, practice doing some ballet bar, do some plies, still stretch. But I would utilize this time to get your physicality and your mentality, is that the right word? Into the top, top peak condition. Mm. Like get them so fit and so healthy and so prepared to go into another eight, nine months of vigorous training. So like get yourself to your top condition. So when you go back, you feel fit, you feel strong, you feel powerful, you feel motivated, you feel ready to go in to go back to work. You don't go back to college in September in your third year and feel like you're gonna spend the first four weeks trying to get fit. Mm. Because what happens is people will take a break, they'll do nothing. And then when they go back to September, they don't even train for the first month because they're still trying to figure out how to get their body back in that physical condition to dance every day. Whereas if you've spent all that time, six weeks getting your body rested, but fitter, stronger, more flexible, ready to go back to work. Yeah, good sleep, good food, good training, like, light. You're gonna go back 
a hundred percent as opposed to going back unfit, <laughs> tired, sluggish, not rested. Like that's going to change that first two months of your mm. training hugely. Yeah, instead of spending it's time like, getting boozed up. It's like, <laughs> like you've taken your car on a service and MOT before you go back to driving it. Yeah, like yeah. this is your body's time to service an MOT. You get to refill everything. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I like it's a good response. That's what I would do. That would be my way of... And then set yourself some goals. Set yourself some targets so you can go, right, when I get back to college and I get back to like my full-on five days a week training again, six because you do the program, uh, <laughs> what am I really trying to achieve now? What have I not improved on that I wish that I would need to improve on by the time I graduate? Oh, time to realign your focus, that? kind of thing. Yes, mm, interesting. So you've picked up your foundations in everything now in your first and second year. Now, where do you want to be when you graduate? Where do you really want to put all your emphasis on? Like, say you want to be like I'm going to be a leading lady in the West End, but your singing maybe or your acting might not be your strongest thing. Go, I'm going to spend a little more time on that now when mm. I get back. You know, like just realign or readjust your intentions for when you go back as well as obviously get into your top physical and mental condition good answer winning coach thanks mate thanks mate <laughs> um next question any advice on how to pick up and remember choreography i would say just you have to keep training that tool um I've always been pretty good at picking up choreography. I wouldn't say always, that's a fat lie. But in, when I was a working dancer, my pickup was really fast. I don't have to pick up choreography very often anymore. And now when I do have to, I'm nowhere near as sharp as I was. Not even remotely close. Like, so I probably have to learn choreography now once a month. When I have a guest teacher come in and teach, I'll take their class. And I struggle to pick up. I actually pick up slower than the students I teach because they learn choreography every single day of the week because they're in training and their brain is so used to absorbing new information. And my brain doesn't use that tool anymore. So actually for me, it's something that has deteriorated a lot. So I would say you have to keep doing it and you have to keep training that skill. And then when you get to the point where you feel like picking up choreography is easy, you find new ways to challenge yourself to make yourself pick it up so i remember when john graham used to teach at studio center well, he still does but he used to teach a wonderful dancer who we talk about all the time called michael naylor um and he said michael Layner, michael naylor was so advanced um he used to make him sit on a chair and sit on his hands for the class and learn the choreography sat down and then get up and dance it at the end what no yeah no time yeah because he would like he would pick it up so much quicker than everyone yeah, yeah. he was like the only way he can push him and train his brain to pick up more is to not let him actually do it and to learn it sat down that's crazy so like and a skill i used in lockdown actually i would challenge myself to pick up choreography from watching videos so instead of doing like a dance class online i'd find an instagram video and i'd download it to my phone and i'd just keep watching it and, and i'd keep watching it and i'd try and learn it and i'd learn it as fast as i can so then i actually got really good at it because i was doing it every day for like however long i would end up like being able to pick up a combo from watching an Instagram video in like 25, 30 minutes, you know, that's quicker than people pick it up in the class mm, because crazy. I was training that skill. Whereas two years later, I don't really pick up anymore. My, that skill is, it dies quite quick. So I'd it's say, surprising how much of it is a skill and not just a natural talent. I think some people have a natural ability yeah. to like do it. Like, you know, photographic memory, like yeah, you can yeah, just yeah, retain information. Genetically predisposed, but it is a skill, isn't it? Like, but I think 
the best thing to do is just keep doing it. Mm. I'm dog shit at that. What else do we have? Ooh. Chris Travers, a.k.a. The Trainer Hookup. If anyone needs some trainers that you can't get hold of, go on Instagram, <laughs> search Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Travers, T-R-A-V-E-R-S, and he will hook you up with some pandas. Panda, 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 bra. I got bras in Atlanta. Scoop. Um, yeah, so. Scoop. <laughs> uh, his question is, best way to locate agents if you don't get open auditions? Great question. Um so just just mid episode, yeah? Yeah, sorry. Just like that. <laughs> well, I thought they relevant to this conversation. Jeez. What an amateur. Uh so best way to pick up to locate agents if you if there's not open auditions. I would say uh Instagram is your best tool at the moment. Um search agencies, search dance agencies online. I'm sure if you find dancers who uh graduated or working dancers go on their profiles they've probably tagged their agents in it so you can find out what agents there are follow them all maybe turn on their notifications so you can see if they do post any open auditions or anything like that otherwise um i would just do the good old-fashioned route of get all your shit together get nice headshots get some good dance footage write a cv and send a really nice email and see see how that works for you. Um, otherwise, you could tag them in a dance video. Like, you know, and you can tag like up to 20 people. Just tag them. Um, you could send them a video of you that you really like on Instagram. Um, I, some agents might love that. I think if I was an agent, I would like it. But some might not. So it could go either way. Um, I always think like if they have a a business Instagram account. That means they're open for business via Instagram. Uh, so although some people might deem it unprofessional to like message them on Instagram or send them a video, they've started a business Instagram account. That's what it's for. That's how they promote their business. So I don't see the problem with it. But again, it's each to their own. Um, but just, I would say, send a good old fashioned email to that agent saying, you know, hey, my name's Chris. Um, I'm looking for representation. I would love to have a meeting with you at some point. Or if you have any auditions, please, could you let me know? Um, like I said, send them good footage of you dancing or a show reel, nice CV, nice headshots. And uh, that would be the best way. But I think social media is the way forwards to finding anything because that's what we all use, right? That's how we promote this. That's how I find out about what shoes are dropping. That's how I find out what concerts are on. Like social media is the new internet, like yeah. in a way. Um, but yeah, otherwise just tag them on Instagram because if they've got a business account, that means to me that that account is open for business. Don't be afraid to message them or tag them. Do you have a nice pee? Yeah, thanks. Welcome man. back, mate. Um, Sorry, very unprofessional, mate, today. You are. You're a hot mess. You're fired. Um, <laughs> you can't fire me. I'm part of this. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Uh, Try me. But I need to use all your equipment. Uh, so, Evie White, underscore. Evie White. Didn't she just come to the program? Yeah, she does come to the program. Very, very lovely girl. She says, oh, the do's and don'ts with approaching agents, please. Basically, kind of a question I just asked. Don'ts. Don't approach an agent if you can't go with your best foot forward. Mm. So don't email them 
or don't tag them in Instagram post or don't send them a message if it doesn't represent you to a high standard. If you're going to send them something of yourself, which is 70% of your ability. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you want to show them you to your highest capacity, your highest potential, your highest ability. And I think that comes with patience, right? And I'm not, I'm not talking about a dance, but there's been times where I've wanted to like do something, but I'm like, and I've rushed the process and got burnt because of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, have patience with that, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so when you're approaching them, like go with your best foot forward. Like if you have a meeting with an agent, because some agents like having meetings with you, like go in looking the shit. Go in like it's your first date. Like if you were trying to go on a date with Zac Efron, you wouldn't show up in joggers <laughs> in the top, right? Like you'd be dressing to the nines. Like go looking like it's your first date because it's your first encounter. Mm. Um, don't be looking tired. Go with all your stuff, even though in this day and age that you've probably emailed them your headshot, your CV and everything. If it was me, I would take a USB with it all on just in case they were like, do you have it with you by any chance? Yeah, smart. Just by you saying yes shows how professional and how ready you are. Like you're, you're eliminating them to say no. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Like they no. might, they might not even ask it. They probably won't, but they might. Do you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, have you sent me that? And you'd be like, oh, if you like, imagine we're in a meeting and Jake was like, did you send me your CV? Cause I didn't get it. And you'd be like, oh, I did, but I actually have it here. If you want to just take Do it off my hard drive, yeah, yeah, take yeah. it off my USB. How prepared that makes you look? Yeah, makes you look nuts. Like it looks crazy. In fact, performers, I recommend you get a USB stick, you put your CV, your headshots and your showreel on it and you get one that's a key ring and stick it to your keys. Bang. Reeled. That's actually gangster. Yeah, I'm reeling that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like then you're always ready. Like stay ready. Camilla said it in a, the Q&A. Stay ready. Yeah, don't get ready. Be, re be yeah, ready. Like I always say when I was in LA, I had my headshots, my CV and a like audition clothes in the boot of my car. So I was always ready. Stay ready. But anyway, approaching your agent. Do it with professionalism. Don't be like, hey, bro, or hey, mate, <laughs> or yo. Like, remember you're speaking, to a, you're speaking to a professional. You're speaking to a business. Unless you have that relationship with them. I can message my agents like, hey, mate, how are you? Like with the one agent, I'll be like, yo, bro. But we already have that rapport. Mm -hmm. I've known him 15 years. So maybe you can't approach an agent like that. You definitely shouldn't. Um, but I just think make sure you're always going with your best foot forwards. Hold yourself to a high standard. The higher standard you hold yourself to, the better product you're probably going to offer to an agent when approaching or presenting to them. I think some for public relations as a whole, which we I think we spoke about this on the podcast quite recently, is try and get them on the phone so you can sell yourself better rather than oh. communicating through emails because like if you can get them on the phone you're more likely to present a better version of yourself and then confirm the conversation through an email after so mm. it shows kind of both you're getting your best form of communication through but you're also confirming which means you have something to reference to later which is but again that's that's preference because like jake is all up for a phone call because it's <laughs> like quick 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 i hate phone calls but do you not think you can get more done and achieve more as from a phone call and like like okay for example let's say a choreographer is like um and ahhing about whether or not to hire you if you get them on the phone are you more likely to get hired 
Yeah, I'm using this as a very yeah, loose Yeah, because they're probably less likely wanting to say no over a phone over call. Over a phone call. And you can also present how confident you are and how like yeah. how professional you are and blah, 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 blah. But it, okay, but let's switch out the other way. If you're not confident and you're a bit nervous and timid. Get confident. Yeah, for sure, get confident. But then <laughs> you don't want to have a conversation because you'd be like, uh, 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 like, can't get any words out. Then you're probably not confident. You'd be choking you're like You're probably M&M. not confident for the job then. Or for the, to, but to try and get to the agent. Mm. But confidence will also come with time. But I agree yeah. with what you're saying. So I guess it depends. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm talking from a public relations standpoint. That's how I manage my public relations. Yeah. Which works. But I would always say best foot forward. Yeah. That's Jake's best quote ever. Thanks. Thanks, coach. Yeah. And they're all of our questions. There's some good questions today. Yeah. I like them. Great job, team. Well done. Now I have a question for you. Are you subscribed to the Internets podcast? How did you know that? <laughs> what you gonna, so I was actually <laughs> going to say, have you subscribed to the Internets? If you haven't, you're a dickhead. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Fact. But thanks for listening. Let's <laughs> <laughs> a dickhead. Oh, and how good is our oh, new sign? Oh, how good is our new sign? Beautiful. Um, we did have a wonderful drawing that Scarlett made us, which is going to go somewhere by here. We're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. But new sign. This was my birthday present from Jake, Nina, and Taz. I'm very, very lucky. Um, Jake really wanted it for the studio. So. Yeah, I actually, I actually <laughs> did bought it for myself and <laughs> used Kane's birthday as an excuse. Uh, so yeah, it's dope, right? Um, but yeah, please subscribe it is to the podcast. Gangster, it? It's so good. Please share the podcast with your friends. Um, share it with strangers. Share it with your dance colleges. Tell your teachers the to listen to it. The your local coffee shop. Just share anyone. it with your priest. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just share it. Like yeah. we're, 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 we're putting so much effort into giving you guys the best information and the best content to the highest quality we can. Um, the more listeners that listen kind of gives us more reason to keep investing money in this. We will anyway, cause we love it mm. and it's our favorite thing to do, but we're trying to do it to help you as well. So please help us help you. And the more listeners and stuff that we get, the easier it is to get guests on. Like we're we got plans. Get, we've got plans. <laughs> like we want, we can get higher profile guests on the bigger engagement we have because it's more of a pull. Cause unfortunately numbers is a new current. It's not a new currency, but numbers and views or subscribers is a currency and that currency carries weight. So the more views and subscribers we have, the more currency we have to get hierarchy people on. If that makes any sense. Mm. But please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. I'm Love at Mistable Change. That's at Gibson underscore media underscore. Also hit him up if you need showreel footage or anything filmed because he's really, really good. I've done a lot of showreels lately. I know. This could be your advert. Um, and then follow us on Instagram at the Internet's Podcast underscore. Also find me on TikTok at Mistable Change. I'm probably going to delete it next week. But <laughs> if I don't, I'm still there. Come and join. Peace out. One love. Fade. The fade button's over there. I, you know what? I'll fade it and post. <laughs> it's, it's the far right button. Keep going. All the way to the right. Fade. <laughs> <laughs>